I want to now introduce our first speaker, and someone we're very grateful to for a number of reasons. First of all, he's an absolutely wonderful individual. He's a great swashbuckling fellow. <laughs> he's an enormously successful businessman, uh, and he's a wonderful, uh, he, he, he gives of his time and of his success uh, to people, and he makes a difference in the world. He's on the Ron Paul Institute board, and we're grateful to have him. He's the founder of the Curves uh, International um, uh, Health uh, Center chain, uh, and he's also a great pilot, uh, Gary Haven. Thank you. Good morning. So, uh, my wife um, uh, wanted to watch my speech today. Okay, so uh, you got to say hello to her. Her name's Diane. Okay, so she answers her. There she is. Hey, honey. I'm Okay, say hi. <laughs> oh, wrong way. There we go. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. Uh, they can hear your voice too, which is uh, wasn't the plan. But uh, um, you want to go put some clothes on? I'm just joking. Okay, I'm going to put you on mute. I wish I could do this uh, more often. Okay, heck. Okay. The men think that's funny. The women, on the other hand, here we go. Uh, so I'm glad to be here again. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little surprised to be here again. Um, uh, I didn't know I was speaking until, Dan, you don't even, oh, I think I did share it with you. So um, I, I just thought they didn't want to have me around uh, to, to stand in front of you guys and, you know, kind of tell you a few things. So. Um, I noticed when the list uh, went out of the speakers uh, two weeks ago, uh, I was on the list again. And uh, so that was a nice surprise. Uh, you know, the first time I, I, I knew I was speaking, I was flying the jet, and Dr. Paul was in the back, and uh, we were about, to, about an hour out of DC, and he walks up and hands me the schedule uh, for the event the next morning. And there was my name in <laughs> the speaker. <laughs> so I don't often get a lot of notice, but you know, I, I'll spend a little time kind of doing an outline here, uh, and then I'll walk up to the podium, and then I, I just kind of, kind of look at you guys and, and uh, try to figure out what it is you want to hear and what you need to hear. And uh, last year, that's what happened. I just didn't even pay attention to my notes. How many were here last year? Man, that's a bunch of you guys. You know, I was in the lobby. Uh, last night, and Nick, whoever you are, uh, there you are, came up to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase you. He said, uh, you know, when you started talking last year about the men behind the curtain, he said, you know, some of us thought you maybe were, would you just say insane or? Maybe just a little bit out there. Okay, a little bit out there. He says, but you know what? A year's gone by now. And he says, we're, we're kind of rethinking what you were talking about. You know, it, it, the, to, to, for, for very few people will actually talk about the men behind the curtain. Okay? But guys, uh, uh, this stuff that we're going to be talking about today, that I'm going to be talking about here in a minute, uh, is, it, is it a natural evolution 
you know, that men become more wicked or aspire to power, the psychopaths rise to the leadership position? Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it is normal. But is there an agenda? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but first, I want to thank Dr. Paul for, for being Dr. Paul. Uh, he just had a birthday. 80. It's amazing. So he's 88 years old. He gets out to the jet. And he goes running up the steps and leaps in. And, well, kind of. Yeah. But his sense of humor, his, his sharpness, um, uh, and fine with me, his, his fearlessness. Uh, we all admire those things about you. You know, you were one of the, you were one of the original rebels. And I, and I think that's what we most admire about you. You were telling the truth uh, long before a lot of other people were. And, and you had the courage. Uh, you were willing to, to face the ridicule and uh, uh, be disinvited to cocktail parties. You know, you, you showed us. You were the example that gave us the courage and even the permission to, to challenge the status quo, to challenge the narrative. Boy, that's a good word in, in these times around. Right so uh, we want to thank you for being you. You're a great man, and we're all honored to be here. Now, guys, if you think that uh, you're not old enough to be in this fight, or maybe you're too old to be in this fight, or you don't have money, or, or you're not articulate, uh, this man at 88 years old, gets up every morning and goes to battle. And, and he's setting an example for all of us uh, to follow. So I'm really happy to be here, happy to be part of this organization and to support it. And, and guys, it takes money. Uh, uh, all of you uh, need to consider donating to this organization and supporting it so they can continue to expand and, and do what they do. So uh, <clears throat> uh, what should I talk about today? You know, I, I was praying about this morning, and, and um, uh, uh, you know, what's the purpose? You know, quite frankly, I could be anywhere in the world uh, doing anything I want to do, uh, and I'm here. And in front of you guys, uh, you could also be doing many other things, but you've chosen to be here as well. So I think the, the, the purpose of me standing here today is, is try, to try to give you something useful. You know, a lot of people transfer information, and you're going to have some great information today. Uh, and I'm going to share some stuff with you. Uh, in, in some ways, in, information is actually uh, used against us. You know, the, the powers that be overwhelm us with information, right? And you guys are all trying to sort through everything. We all have to do that. Uh, and, and the powers that be have such control over information that they, they actually will put... Uh, uh, misinformation, lies into the information to further confuse us. You know, the volume of information, the, the lies that are, that are interspersed in there. And then sometimes they just flat out lie to you completely. And, and uh, that actually works to their advantage because then that confuses you even more. You know, they're doing everything they can. By the way, I'm not even looking. I'm totally off of it now, so we're just going to go with it. They... Uh, uh, want us to, to, to not be able uh, to look at evidence so that 
we can come to a rational conclusion with actionable results. So it, my purpose today is to is not tell you what to think. Uh, it's to talk about how we think, how we process information, uh, how we can do it well so that we can, we can actually come to rational conclusions. And they don't want that. They want to separate it, uh, you know, the race wars. How ridiculous is that uh, at this point, point in time? You know, I, I don't know about you, but I love people. I don't care what color they are. Uh, uh, and I think most of you in this room would agree. I think most people in this country would agree with that. You know, race is just not part of what we do, deal with anymore, but they have put it in our face. Well, it's a strategy. It's called divide and conquer. They want us to, to not come together because you know what? There's more of us than there are of them. So it's just one of the strategies, right? Okay, I'm going to actually try to get back on here a little bit. The, the title of what I wanted to talk about today is the urgency of our times. How many of you would agree that we are in a mess in our country right now? Well, let's start with a, with a really simple one. Uh, uh, free and fair elections. <laughs> it's, it's the new oxymoron. Okay, I'm going to cover my phone up. Happily married. I'm just kidding about that one. <laughs> Military intelligence. Uh, okay, there, there's a few we can go with. Well, the new one is we have free and fair elections in this country. Yeah. It's so preposterous to, to, to pretend that we live in a country where you can actually expect your vote to count. And, and there's a couple of points that I want to I make on this, uh, uh, this free and fair election. In 2016, I read a study by Stanford University. Uh, they took, and I'm going to round the numbers off, uh, went to 400 uh, uh, voting sites around the country, sent uh, uh, a, a number of students they, they pre-polled 700,000 people and they asked this question, okay, are you going to vote for Hillary or are you going to vote for Bernie? Okay, they were pre-polling the Democratic primary. And so uh, they looked at the data and, and published this and found that every polling station that had electronic voting machines, Hillary ended up getting 10% more votes than the pre-polls showed. Every polling station that had only paper ballots, uh, the pre-poll matched the results. So we knew that they were able to manipulate the voting machines. This was 2016. I was so upset about it that I went to the governor of Texas, who's a friend of mine, and showed him the study. He hadn't seen it. And he said, my next call is to the Secretary of State. So th this idea that they're not able to use algorithms and manipulate the votes uh, is preposterous. You know, and I happen to be friends with Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, right, uh, who's taken the lead on this thing. He's not always done the best job, but he's <laughs> spent 40 million of his own dollars trying to, to uh, uh, protect our, our uh, uh, election system. So I'm pretty knowledgeable on this. We have uh, electronic voting machines that are controlled by people who have uh, ill intentions for the results. Uh, does anybody doubt that? Well, you know, you're not allowed to talk about it in polite company. 
What the hell with that? I'm going to talk about anything I want to. This is a fact. We have uh, a, a system of elections in America uh, that is cheating for those people that are in control of it. It's just fact. It's not a, a conspiracy theory, right? Okay, then how many of you saw the, the, the documentary 2,000 Mules? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Uh, here we had Denise D'Souza who, who uh, went out and in an amazing way, I, I can't get into the details, but he was able to find the mules, the, the 2,000 or so people that were putting ballots in ballot boxes in the middle of the night. Now, you don't have to do this all over the country. You only had to do it in the seven swing states, and even then, only in a few counties in those swing states. Okay? And he showed the documentation of how people were being uh, uh, paid to go in the middle of the night and stuff boxes with fake ballots. And this past election that we had, uh, they needed both the, the edge of the voting machines, the 10 or so percent they can pull off, along with ballot harvesting. And, and by the way, there's a, uh, there's a new variant of, of COVID uh, coming out. You've all been paying attention to that, right? Yeah. I, th I think it's called uh, Omnivote by Melicron. <laughs> you know. It's so funny, you know, we're, we're two years later and, and uh, we're, we're all pretending that we live in a, a country with free and fair elections. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend and, and I'm inviting you, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm, I want to try to equip you with something today. I want to equip you with the, uh, the courage, uh, the tenacity to say uh, the, the voting system in America is rigged. And, and these results are, uh, are, are fake. They've stolen the election. And you, I, I want you to not be ashamed about it or embarrassed or concerned with the ridicule. The facts are the facts. And we're about to go into another election. What has changed? What's changed? Nothing. And we live in America? So anyway, I'm, you know, I'm going to invite you to get angry about it. Uh, and, and, and later on, I'm going I'm to suggest some things that you can do to take it back. Okay, so we, we now let's move to rule of law, okay? Uh, and, and the obvious example is Trump, right? Here's a guy who questioned the elections. That's his primary crime. And I'm sure that uh, Jonathan Turley is going to be talking about this. Okay, because he questioned the election, he's facing 700 years in prison. Are, are you proud of your country? And I'm not suggesting that, you, you know, we should be patriotic uh, about certain things, but our country right now, okay, is, is being run by a corrupt FBI, a corrupt Department of Justice. Boy, is that a misnomer. There's another oxymoron, right? Okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we have a, a media that's completely controlled uh, uh, so that, that it's all propaganda. Uh, there's no longer uh, any way you can trust the media. You know, it's funny, but uh, Thomas Jefferson said that uh, if, if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed, but if you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. And he said that in 1803. <laughs> I don't think cha things have changed very much. So uh, uh, 
this, this idea of going after Trump at this level, uh, there's no justice uh, there. It's, it's astounding to watch. And, and as Daniel said so well, uh, you have a, a, a leader of the country who, who is, is trying to jail his competition. And, uh, and it, it is beyond banana uh, republicanism, uh, perhaps. Uh, then you have the Biden crime family. Is that a fairly accurate statement, the Biden crime family? You know, when the Justice Department, you know, pretends the laptop was Russian collusion. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's so crazy, it's hard to believe. Which, by the way, is one of the barriers that you personally have to overcome. Things that are so hard to believe, okay, but the evidence is mounting and mounting and mounting. You guys have got to be willing to, to make some, to get uncomfortable. We're living in a, in a, in a country right now that, that has no rule of law. How about the January 6th gulag down the street here? Uh, people that, that uh, many of them were invited into the building. They walked around and took pictures. Uh, and, and they called that an insurrection, and, and now many of them are in prison for, for amazing amounts of times. This is a political gulag like they had in, in, in communist Russia or, or East Germany here in America. Now, is that damned uncomfortable to think about? Come on, just, sure it is, it's uncomfortable. And you know, but, my job uh, uh, here today is, is to try to be just a little bit ahead of you guys. Okay? Uh, you know, I don't have a job, so nobody can fire me. I have the money to defend myself with the best attorneys. Uh, if I'm not willing to stand up and tell you guys the truth uh, and, and speak what needs to be spoken, who's going to do it? Well, thankfully, you've got a group of people that are going to do just that today. But uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we, we're in a mess. Then, uh, yeah, you know, just look at the, uh, America's 5% of the world population, but 25% of the world's prison population. Y'all know that, right? Well, let me repeat it. We're only 5% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's prison population is in America. Is that a... A, a, a land of, of rule and, and a law of rule. That's ridiculous, right? And then, um, you know, if, if you're charged with a crime from the federal government, 99% of the time it doesn't go to trial because you can't fight the resources of the federal government. So you, you, you take a plea bargain. You take a lesser sentence. And that's how our criminal justice system functions in this country. You know, and, and, and going back to, to uh, uh, the Department of Justice, look what they've done. How they've protected the Biden crime family and have grossly abused uh, Trump. And again, it doesn't matter who you, you, you politically are for. And by the way, there is no political solution to this problem. How many of you would agree with that? You know, a lot of people, if we only get Trump in, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's angry now. Now he'll, he'll actually not choose Barr as, as, as attorney general, you know. Uh, uh, this, the system is so broken right now.
you know, it, we're not going to fix it politically. Uh, then we have uh, the war on gender. Okay, what a mess is, is that? You know, there's a, there's a sanctity of marriage, right? One man, one woman to create a family. That has been demolished, right? Then you have the sanctity of gender. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. If you've got a Y chromosome, you're a man. Okay? It's, you know, that's not real complicated. Uh, and then there's the sanctity of innocence. You know, when they want to, to, to put sexual deviation in front of third graders that, that Disney thinks is a good idea, okay, that is a, a, an attack on the sanctity of innocence. And, and it's all in front of them. We're seeing it. They're, you know, they're taking 10-year-old little boys that, that have a little gender dysphoria that no doubt came from, from, from them teaching it, and, and they're chemically, and I'm not going to say the word, <clears throat> I promised her I would do earmuffs. <clears throat> yeah, there's too many other kids here too. Well, you know what happens to the little boy. And then the 15-year-old little girls who, who uh, have been convinced that, that they're boys and what happens to them, right? Okay, uh, That's our world we're in right now. Hospitals all over this country are doing these surgeries with a straight face. It's just amazing. So when I talk about the urgency of our time, these are the things that I'm talking about. And I, I could go on open borders, uh, uh, just so many things out there that are overwhelming us uh, with, with the deviance and with destruction. So <clears throat> uh, this is not evolution. This is not a natural uh, moving forward of things. There are men behind a curtain. And so I'm going to talk about that. And I'm, I know I may be ahead of some of you, but, you know, even Tucker uh, uh, has been talking about the subject. A lot of people that are out there, known people now, are, have the courage to, to actually say there are people that are manipulating this. But you know what? They're, it's not a big secret. You ever heard of the World Economic Forum and, and, and Klaus Schwab and, and Bill Gates funding the World Health Organization? And I mean, it's all out there. The problem is we're uncomfortable talking about it. Well, we're going to have to, to get comfortable talking about these things or, or we're not going to be able to understand the information that's coming at us. We're not going to be able to make a rational decision with actionable results. So... Uh, this is the agenda. It's three things. Okay? Number one is they want to control you. And by the way, their, their, their ultimate goal is world dominance. It's called the New World Order. And this isn't, this isn't any longer in the realm of conspiracy theorists. So they're telling us this. Okay? They want world dominion. So First of all, they want to control people. Second of all, they want a mass transference of wealth from us to them. During COVID, a third of all small businesses closed while the big box stores stayed open. Mission accomplished, right? And this is the tough one. Number three, they want what they call a sustainable population. I'm going to let that sink in just for a moment. What does a sustainable population mean? What does it mean to you? You know, and, and this may be at the moment where, you, where you're thinking to yourself, you know, I, I don't have time for this. Well, I'm going to tell you, they've got time for you. 
And they're coming after you and your children and your grandchildren and your business and your freedom and your country. And I just gave you a little bit of a reminder of what's going on. We have no rule of law in this country. We have no elections anymore. Uh, we have no justice system. Guys, whether you're ready or not, they're coming for you. You know, I, I, I have grandchildren and, and uh, uh, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do battle. You know, what are the resources they have? Let's, let's talk, let me see the time. How much time do I have? You be my timekeeper. Supposed to be done at 10.15, which is probably there by now, right? What is it? 10 what? 10.10. 10.10? Okay. So what are the resources? Guys, uh, I talked about this last year. 90% uh, uh, of the Fortune 500 companies, uh, if, you, if you go to... Uh, 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 yahoofinance.com, put a company in, okay? And then go to institutional shareholders. These are the people that own the blocks of the share that allow them to, to, to choose the board of directors. It's not the CEO of Disney who decided that grooming third graders was a good idea. It was the board. Who are the major stockholders of Disney? Well, it's BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. 90% of the countries in this, uh, companies in this country have these pools of money and whoever's behind them making these decisions. Budweiser, boy, that was a smart one, wasn't it? Okay, so Budweiser was the number one beer in America, now it's dropped to number two, and, and, and uh, the other beer, your favorite beer, when you used to drink beer. Modelo is, has, has risen to take the place. Well, what's the problem with that? MBEV owns both those companies. <laughs> they don't care. So those money pools, you know, they use their boards and their, their power in the, in the corporate world uh, to promote their values or to destroy ours. So Bud, Bud Light goes down, but that's okay. Modelo goes up, and they own them both. Isn't that crazy? And by the way, they own, they're the major shareholders of Coca-Cola, and they're major shareholders of Pepsi. 90% of, of, of the Fortune 500 companies in this country. Now, they control Pfizer, and they control the New York Times, okay? So, uh, if you think, well, why am I not reading about this? Guys, they own ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, okay? They control all the media in this country. They control big pharma. They can control uh, uh, the political system here in Washington. You know, big pharma alone gives $2 billion a year uh, two billion a cycle to, to, to Washington politicians. Two billion, okay? Uh, if, if you are an embedded politician in, in, in this city, uh, you do what you're told uh, by the people that, that, that fund your election. And if you don't do what you're told, they're going to fund somebody to run against you, right? So we don't have uh, a two-party system uh, here. And, and uh, uh, it's because of the money that's here. And the people behind the money are the ones behind the curtain. And so what is their goal? There's three things standing between uh, world domination uh, and where they're at now. And I'm going to close with this. Uh, first of all, strong individuals. Men and women that can think, that have the courage to look at evidence come to a conclusion based on the evidence, and, and then stand up and shout what's going on. 
men and women that will share it with other people, that will get angry, and, and that will join this battle. Number two, strong families. Well, they are, have been targeting our families. And by the way, this sounds a lot like the Communist Manifesto. So it's the same strategy. Okay? But, but uh, uh, when they destroy marriages and they destroy the gender of children, they take away the innocence, they're destroying your families because strong families are in their way. And the third thing is a strong America. Okay. You know, Kissinger and Soros both said the, the only thing standing away of a new world order is a strong America. They fully intend to destroy this country. The borders are open. The military has, is woke. They've injected a bioweapon into our soldiers, forced them to do it. The thinking people left and fled and, and refused to comply. Uh, uh, they've destroyed our financial system. Uh, the dollar is losing its value. We're so broke in this country that, that uh, the, the average American family is $1 million in debt thanks to the U.S. government. And the average American family makes 52000 a year. Do you think that debt's ever going to be repaid? They're destroying this country. Now, this ain't any fun. I don't like talking about this. You know, you know I was the head of a major fitness brand. I got to talk about positive thinking and Zig Ziglar and, and uh, setting goals. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> but, but of anything I've ever done in my life, this is uh, the, the most important. So their biggest weapon is fear. And there's a lot of acronyms for fear, so I'm going to give you a choice. Fear can stand for forget everything uh, and run. <laughs> or, or face everything and rise. It's your choice. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.